Hi, I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. We're the nation's only public interest law firm that's dedicated exclusively to election integrity. And you're listening to Protecting Your Vote, the podcast. We get together here and talk about the latest things going on with election integrity, election process. I used to be an attorney at the U.S. Department of Justice and saw all kinds of crazy things there in the voting section, things you wouldn't believe. But I will tell you that they keep coming up with new and wild and wacky things. And we're going to talk about that in today's edition. We're going to talk about child voting. That's correct. Not a fantasy. Not a Bigfoot or Jackalope. It is a real thing. Child voting. And it is the next big thing to legalize child voting. Now, you might be sitting there saying, oh, stop you. This can't really be happening. There's not really child voting, but there is. And we're going to talk about a real place where child voting is occurring. But if you think it's just one weird place we'll get to in a moment, there's a bill in Congress, a bill in Congress to lower the national voting age to 16 years old, 16 years old. Now, think about that. Think about, think about the teenager who, who uh, uh, has a hard enough time acting like a, a almost responsible adult, and now you're going to give them the franchise. Trust me, there's people out there that think it ought to be lower than 16 years old. They think it ought to be 11 years old. And how do we know this? Well, let's take a trip to a Washington suburb called Howard County, Maryland. Howard County, Maryland is between Washington and Baltimore, And in Howard County, Maryland, children as young as 11 are voting for a government office on the school board. Let's tell you how this works. And this is all a result of a lawsuit that the Public Interest Legal Foundation has filed on behalf of two Howard County parents and residents to stop the child voting scheme. So here's how it works. Now, strap in because you'll not believe your ears in just a moment. In Howard County, they have seven members of the school board, but they added another. They added a child member of the school board with voting powers. Don't think this is some advisory position. They just sit and squawk their concerns of the student body. No, no, no. This is a person with voting powers that gives the board eight members. And how does this child member get elected? Well, the best way a child member gets elected is by children, right? And in Howard County, Every public school student who goes to a government school and is in the sixth grade or higher gets to vote. Gets to vote for a child member of the school board with voting powers on the Howard County School Board. So what does that mean? That means when it came time to consider reopening of schools after COVID in Howard County, the child member voted the deciding no vote to keep schools closed. The child member of the school board elected by children gets to vote on the school board. Well, it gets even better. How do the people get picked? Well, of course, they're nominated by the teachers union representatives and the administration of the school gets to pick the nominees, the favored children who want to be on the school board, whose names are then turned over to the children in the school from sixth grade to 11th to vote for the child member. I know it sounds nuts. It is nuts. It's also unconstitutional. And here's why. The complaint filed by the Public Interest Legal Foundation alleges two violations of the U.S. Constitution. Let's start with the first one because it's in the First Amendment. Now, everything I described to you about children voting for a school board member in Howard County, Maryland, does not apply if they go to a religious school, a Catholic school, a Christian school, or a home school. 
So there is a religious test to exercise the right to vote in Howard County, Maryland schools. If you go to a government school, you get to elect the government official. If you go to a Catholic school, you don't get to elect the government official. Oh, and by the way, the local school district has interaction and and jobs that they do for the Catholic and religious schools, such as providing the transportation that the taxpaying parents already paid for. So there is there is intermingling of purpose between the two schools. So it's not just as if, oh, the kids in the Christian school don't have anything to do with government school policy. They actually do. So if you go to the Catholic school in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, you aren't allowed to vote for this government official. It's a plain, simple religious test to elect a government official who has power to decide important public policy matters. So it violates the First Amendment. It also violates the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment guarantees equal protection, equal protection. And there's a long body of redistricting law and election law that if you give somebody more votes than the other people that are similarly situated, it violates the Equal Protection Clause. Let me show you how it works. In Howard County, every adult gets two at-large members that they get to elect and one district. In other words, they live in a geographic district. So every adult in Howard County, Maryland, gets to elect three school board members, two at large, one district. A kid, a child, who might, for example, be 18 but still be in high school, because you do know not everybody passes every grade. So the 18-year-old who's in school gets to vote, because he's 18, for those same two at-large district members, or at-large members, that one district member, the same three as the guy next door, the old man next door, let's say, But he also gets a fourth member, doesn't he? Because he's a student in the government schools. So a student in the government schools gets four members of the school board, and a regular adult gets three. That's not equal protection. It's giving preferred political classes more power than a disfavored class. And that's exactly why the 14th Amendment was enacted after the Civil War, so you didn't dole out political power to preferred people to preferred groups. It's a limit on chicanery and shenanigans by the government. And that's exactly what's happening in Howard County is chicanery and shenanigans. So the Public Interest Legal Foundation representing a parent of a child in a Catholic school and the adult living next door, if you will, who only gets three votes instead of four, were challenging under the 14th Amendment and the First Amendment. Now, that might sound very complicated and constitutional and you know, legal, legal, and, and, and all those sorts of things that make it seem like a complicated issue. But the bottom line is children shouldn't be voting. The bottom line is that it is a bad idea to normalize child voting. But don't think that that's uh, going to stop it. Don't think that those are the people who are funded to support child voting. And believe me, there's money behind it. There's money behind child voting. There's big money behind it because they know what happens when children start voting. They know how our politics lurches in one direction when 14-year-olds and 12-year-olds start casting ballots to elect government officials. So don't think this is some crazy idea that's going to die. That's why we need your help. That's why we need your support. That's why we need people to be awake at how radical the effort is to transform our elections. And in one county in Maryland, 
the radicalism goes so far to allow 11-year-olds to cast ballots to elect government officials. It's real. It's happening. We're trying to stop it. We're the Public Interest Legal Foundation. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm the president. I very much appreciate you listening to this podcast. It is protecting your vote because your vote should not be diluted by an 11-year-old who's voting for a school board member when you pay all the taxes. When you get the tax bill, that's probably at least four figures and in some places in Maryland, five, you shouldn't have your voice being diluted by children who don't pay those taxes. You can reach us at publicinterestlegal.org. Thank you for listening to Protecting Your Vote.